Hello, welcome to the Paper Podcast. I'm Ryan James. Um, hope you like everything that you're hearing from me. Please hit the like button, subscribe, comments. You know, love to hear from you. Um, and just a couple thoughts. Last, you know, we are um, today's April nineteenth, and last week it was at a, a you know Capital Markets Cannabis Conference, um, uh, Benzinga that that was put on. It's a you know very big conference in regards to funding and legislation and a lot of different things and all things being uh, cannabis and uh, licenses. And, and so it's a good product. And some of the things that I kind of noticed, there was some newer banks around, which, which is great. More banks that are involved in, in the, uh, cause it's, you know, the genie's out of the bottle, you know, I mean, there's more States than not that have it either medical or recreational. And let's face it, you know, it, it, the industry needs to be banked and it needs to be banked properly. But with anything that I, I kind of noticed and that you got to be fearful, you know, if bankers, if you're not banking cannabis, you know, like any new product, you know, you've got to go through your risk assessment. You, you've got to get a new product, go through your, your board, you know, follow all of the traditional steps, like for any new product. One thing that I was kind of seeing some of the banks and um, there's a lot of fear, you know, from, Banks now that are, oh my goodness, I have lost deposits um, this quarter. And so now I need to get new deposits, you know? And so they're going into a new industry that they don't necessarily know anything about, you know? So, and if you're a cannabis operator, you know, you need to kind of watch out for um, banks that are jumping in an industry real quick because they're fearful for losing revenue in other areas of their bank. So now they're wanting to get in and um, get deposits over on this side. You, you definitely want to make sure, you know, the bank's already coming from a position of strength and not, you know, trying to get a new product to save themselves with anything. I'll, I'll always kind of look at that. Um, but then I'm also seeing, too, on the lending side, bankers are, are, are doing the same thing, and you really got to know your product and, and, and know, um, learn from mistakes and go back to your – uh, first source of repayment, your your secondary source of repayment, and of course, you know, beggars. If you're if you're you're financing a location, the tenant maybe um, let's say your board approved, everything's gone through, and you want to finance a location, and the tenant 100% occupied is leased to um, a legal licensed cannabis operator. Typically, they're paying higher than market rents, and so what I've seen out there are. Um, you know, if they're paying 60 foot, but in that general area, another tenant's only paying 30, 45 a foot, and you have an appraisal done, the income approach is going to be much higher with that lease in place because they're paying well above market rate. And so, you know, you can be excited. Okay. What traditionally is a million dollar property, you know, for argument's sake, that for everybody else is going to be paying 30 a foot to let's say Chipotle would be in that area is only paying 30 a foot, but yes, you got a cannabis operator that's paying 45, $50 a foot to be in that area. Okay. Well, the appraisal and the income approach is going to be significantly higher. So, you know, your policies are probably going to end up being anywhere from 70% up to 85% owner occupied. If it's not occupied, it'd be 70%. But if you're doing 70% on that higher income value, so a lot of things can change just because 
you know, everything is profitable now doesn't mean it's gonna be profitable there. Not every location, you still got an emerging industry, not every location is absolutely going to be a winner. Um, not every uh, organization is going to come in. And, and we're starting to see, you see businesses that have flood the cannabis industry with hundreds of millions of dollars and then not get a return and, and are doing, and aren't doing well, you know, that they just didn't operate. And, um, you know, there has been some already that have been able to default on leases. So, you know, what happens if that location is not great for the use of cannabis sales and you have to take back that property? Well, if you loan 70%, 70% on that inflated market rent and you think you're going to be fine on collateral liquidation, then, you know, you're completely wrong. You need to look at it and not go to that extent. So, you know, I'm seeing the adult, you know, the adages of banks going in, oh, we want to loan 70, 80% on that higher because that tenant is paying $45 as opposed to the average is 30, you know? So you've, you've got to be a banker and take the conservative approach. And if you're looking for that secondary source of repayment, well, if it gets to that point of secondary source of repayment, then clearly that property was not worth that higher market rent because it didn't make it. So when you get it back, it's going to come back to that $30 level. So use your common sense. That may be there. Now, it doesn't matter if your owner wants to pay that above because they're willing to take that risk and they're happy to get into 45 and they're paying for the income approach. That doesn't mean you got to finance that amount. So, you know, take a look. Look at the property. Look at the average square foot. You know, you're going to a new area of lending. Take it slow, use your common sense, you know, just because, you know, we've got a year of 2023 in banking and certainty, don't get yourself in additional trouble because you're not being prudent and you're going against your, you know, traditional conservative values. Yeah, and in bankers, you know, if you're looking on the lending side again, you know, not only you got to look at market rent outside of the industry, you know, you've got to look at the placement, know the state laws. And also you really got to know the bordering state laws. Um, because if you're, um, have a potential client that you're in a, let's say a recreational state. So adult use recreational. So that means any adult from any other state can purchase, um, from that location. So if that location is bordering and close to another state that is, maybe it's, um, only, medical, or maybe it's not medical yet. It's going to be on the ballot again. You got to understand that, you know, those sales aren't going to last forever if you're on that state. So you really got to know the market, know the area and, and you know, investigate everything, treat it like any other industry. Um, just because something is newer and doing well now, you've got to, you know, don't rest on, on your laurels, go back. You look at primary source repayment, secondary source repayment, look at guarantor support, go through each one of the sections. Don't get excited because oh, now I'm just going to get into cannabis lending and what could go wrong? Well, you know, not everyone is going to be a winner and some locations could be very great right now in sales and, you know, management could change and, and other states next to them are going to change um, their laws. If um, you're next to a medical and you're recreational, and the state next to go recreational, well, sales on your customers in that state could go down. And, you know, over time, you've, you've got to build that in and be conservative on your lending, on your 
um, exposure into that area. You know, take all of that in consideration. You, you need to um, shock the deposits. You need to do, you know, the analysis like you'd be doing on your asset um, asset lending and your ALM. You need to take that and do the same process on all your sectors. And I'm not just saying cannabis. You should really shock that. If anything, that uh, Silicon Valley Bank, you know, taught us is you need to look at your deposits and shock them just the same as you do rate shocks on your loans going up. Um, and of course, you know, you know, shock on your uh, unrealized loss in your bond portfolio. Um, that's what I got to say today. If you guys have any questions, if you um, have any concerns, you know, feel free, reach out. Um, you can, my email, my phone number is very easily accessible. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out anytime.